Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, and here's your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 103.7 FM WKRM. We have a, a very special show today. We have in, reached out to numerous nonprofits in our area that do things for students and families in Murray County. So I am honored to have with me today Robin Peary, who is in our schools on a regular basis and a partner with Murray County Public Schools with the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee. Welcome, Robin. Hey, Jack. Thanks for having me today. Oh, I'm so happy you could make it. Last time I um, asked you to come on the show, you were on vacation somewhere. Really I was. exotic or something. Yeah, I enjoying was. Enjoying some sun and, and uh, little umbrella drinks and stuff like that. So <laughs> I'm really glad to have you today. Robin, tell our listening audience a little about yourself, and then we'll talk about a little bit about what your organization does for students in our county. Sure. Well, I'm the chief executive officer of the Boys and Girls Club. I've um, This is actually my 10th year with Boys and Girls Clubs. Uh, we just celebrated some anniversaries for all of our staff, so that was exciting. So um, I've I've been with this club all of that time uh, Dang, since 2000. you started when you were 15 then, right? <laughs> right, exactly, oh, right. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I've been with uh, the Boys and Girls Club here uh, since 2012. Um, I was the chief development officer doing all of our fundraising and grant writing and special events, and I've been the CEO since uh, 2016. Um, so it's, it's been an awesome time to see how much the club has grown and how many more Murray County students we're able to serve now um, in this community. And I'm, I'm born and raised here, so it's cool to be able to work uh, in my hometown to, to make things better for kids and families. I have a, a, a personal um, addiction to the Boys and Girls Club. I served on the board from 2011 to 2016, so I've worked firsthand with Robin and seeing all the great things she's done over the years for the club, watch the growth come from a two club uh, entity to how many now, Robin? 14. Uh, we were actually one club when I started in 2012. So we opened our second location in 2013. Oh, that's right. We opened um, up the, 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 in Wa- at Wayne, the Wayne Street. Street. Yeah. Yep. And then um, in 2016 is when we really deepened our partnership with Murray County Schools and opened 11 school-based sites uh, serving all the schools in the district, either by busing them to one of our standalone locations or being in the school itself. And then in 2017, um, we actually took over operations of the Pulaski Club in neighboring Giles County. So that brought us to 14 locations Thus now. Thus the name South Central Tennessee That's right. yep. Boys and Girls Club versus Boys and Girls Club of Murray County. That's right. Yeah, Which, we changed our name uh, last year to reflect our broader service area now. And I'll tell you what, they have uh, an amazing board of directors. When I was on there, I got to network and get to know some amazing people in our community. Um, who is your board chair right now? Let's brag on them a little bit. Bruce Hall, uh, Tennessee Valley Property Inspections. Absolutely, um, Bruce Hall. Former uh, vice mayor of Spring Hill. Yes. Uh, super involved in, in local Such a great guy. Here. Yes, he's awesome. You were actually chair You uh, when I became CEO. I was, That's I right. was. That's uh, the year of the expansion. Yep. I had no idea what all was going on. Robin just kept trying. It was a crazy year, right? We're going to get this done. And board members were, um, you know, board board members are a volunteer position. And I think they were working full time at the time. Oh, my goodness. Yes. We could not have done it without our Maybe were retired and didn't have to report to jobs every day. We're basically at the Boys and Girls Club day in, day out, working on the transition from two clubs to 16 or 17 clubs. So it was huge, all all the uh, participation and the things that took place. I was so honored to be a part of the club um, and to be able to serve as the board chair in 2016. It was such a great experience. It's led to even greater things now. Um, things I do in the community, I'm still serving on boards in the community, thanks to the experience I gained at the Boys and Girls awesome. Club. That's awesome, um, It's Jack. an amazing organization with all they do for the, for the students and children in Murray County. Um, tell us a little bit about some statistics of your club. I know you can't stay with the show all, all the whole hour, so tell us a little bit about some of the, like, I was always impressed when you told me about graduation yeah. rates. Yeah, they're like maybe like a hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, well, first we serve uh, about twelve hundred kids across all of our locations uh, every year now, um, which is you know it was one hundred and fifty kids when I started, so it's grown significantly. Um, But we work really hard to provide programs in three key priority outcome areas. So, of course, academic success. We want to make sure that all the kids we serve 
are graduating high school on time with a plan for their future and the tools they're going to need to be successful. So we're providing um, daily homework help, but also tutoring by certified teachers and a really intensive um, case management intervention for kids who are really struggling through our partnership with Murray County Schools and access to that real-time data. So thanks to that program um, and the hard work of very dedicated staff and the strong partnership that we have, um, 100% of Boys and Girls Club seniors who have stayed with us through their senior year have graduated high school on time since our club was founded, actually, in 1999. That's a pretty impressive statistic right there. 100% of students who've stayed with the club all the way through their senior year have graduated from high school. That's right. And we just want to see that be even more teens. So we're always absolutely. trying to get more teens into the program. Well, you know, as, as the as the teens get older, they tend to do things like maybe pick up a side job or something yep. or more athletics and more sports. And so they're not always able to continue on, but that's understandable. But yes, they do like to see the teens come there. You have an amazing teen center that went through a big uh, remodel in 2016 and 2017. Yeah, correct? right across from the library in downtown Columbia. It's our original location, um, but in 2013, when we opened our Wayne Street facility, we sent the kindergarten through fifth graders there so we could make that site a dedicated teen center so we could really do more intensive career and college readiness development um, and those kind of higher level teen programs. So yeah, it's an awesome uh, opportunity for middle schoolers and high school schoolers in this area. To Absolutely. Get that. Tell us a little bit about some of the programs in there. I, I was always impressed when we were remodeling that we're adding music and computer lab and all kinds of cool things. So tell us a little bit. And uh, do you have a kitchen too? We do. We have a kitchen. So uh, culinary club is one of our most popular programs. The kids Heck love yeah. to. We're always hungry after school. Yeah. I mean, I used to be always hungry after school. <laughs> so our second um, outcome area is healthy lifestyles. So we're all, we do nutrition education, but also healthy cooking classes where we have access to a kitchen and just try to teach our kids how to make um, smart choices for their future. Um, but yeah, that teen center um, also has um, a tech lab where we can do um, college uh, resume writing. Um, we can do college applications, um, scholarship applications, um, financial literacy classes is one of my favorites. Uh, we have a program called Money Matters. And so the teens are actually, you know, practicing budgeting and planning for their future and learning those life skills. Um, we do have a music uh, room, which is very popular with many of our kids. Um, we've got a study lab. Um, the teens uh, have their own space, and then the middle schoolers have their own space. And then probably the most popular is the games room, where that's kind of the reward, right? After you've done tutoring and homework help and all that, you can play some ping pong or foosball or video games with the staff. You hear that out there? Any of you teens listening to the show this weekend or, or, or catching the show? There are a ton of things to do at the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee, right across the street from the library. That's right, yeah. All you got to do is talk to the club, visit their website, BGS. BGCSCTN.org. Right, I knew she'd get it for me because I was <laughs> going to mess it up. Um, and I'm, I'm sitting here looking right at it. It's BGS. No, BGCSTN.org. SCTN.org. SC like Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee. Thank you again for correcting me and making sure that was right. <laughs> it's good to have the expert in the room to make sure I get the URLs right. Visit them anytime. Um, they are always there to help. If you need assistance, uh, they're also going to be um, helping out for star summer camps. This yes, summer. I'm actually going to meeting with the district next week to finalize the plans for that. Um, but we are accepting uh, applications for summer right now. So just go on our website if you want to enroll your children. And we will be partnering with the district um, to provide support around those star summer camps since they're only 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. We'll be offering after school uh, to support that in June and also possibly before school at some locations, depending on need. And then when those camps conclude at 1 p.m. on Friday, we'll start up at 1 p.m. Yeah, because Friday is a short day. Yeah, so we'll be at certain sites doing that in June. And then for the, the families who aren't participating in that, some of our other sites will have our typical 12-hour-a-day hours in June. And then in July, we'll be uh, all day, every day at all of our sites and hopefully give the kids a little bit of fun summer and break after that's excellent. As, as you've heard on the on the Big Yellow School Bus, um, we've had Lauren Laporte and Terry Smith on the show to tell us a lot about the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee and what they're doing. But we just had a little bit more information given to us. Thank you, Robin Perry, CEO, Executive Director of the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee, located in all the schools or affiliated with almost 
every school in Murray County Public Schools in some way or some fashion and always looking to help out students in our district. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Jack. I right. appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. We're going to talk next to Cindy Sims. Cindy is part of the Center of Hope. Cindy is the executive director of Center of Hope, and they are there to help families in Murray County and help us with so many things that you don't think about. Um, And one of their slogans on their website says, friends, don't let friends go unheard. Um, And help is only a click away. So, Cindy, welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you, Jack. Thanks for having me. I kind of surprised you when I said your name and you had to jump over to the microphone, right? Yes. (laughs) I'm I'm glad you're here and glad you're ready to jump into action. Um, Cindy, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and the Center of Hope. Um, my name is Cindy Sims. I am the executive director for Center of Hope. Center of Hope has been serving um, clients in Murray County for the last 31 years. And in 2018, we expanded our reach to Lawrence, Giles, and Wayne County. So we provide um, services for victims of domestic violence, sexual assault, stalking, and human trafficking in Murray, Giles, Lawrence, and Wayne Counties. That sounds like a big job. <laughs> well, um, it can be. I've had a lot of experience with you over the years. My previous um, employment, we used to do a lot of things with you with um, a, a current board member of Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee, Christy Bergstrom. Christy and I used to bring supplies and collect supplies for um, the people that are in need at your organization. And I've um, had the great fortune of participating in some of your fundraisers. Yes. <laughs> um, there's one where they have this amazing band come down to Mule Town and perform on stage for us to dance the night away. What was that called? The Boo Bash. The Boo Bash. And then it's been had different names, right? Uh, well, now our spring event has had different names, Mule Town Madness, and depending on what time of the spring that it was. But the one I'm talking about was always the Boo Bash. Yeah, it was always the Boo Bash. I've attended it twice, and I'll tell you what, it's so much fun. I don't know where you get this band from, but they are totally awesome. It's like a 12-piece band with Uh horns and everything. They're called 12 South. 12 South. They were amazing. Um, I went by myself and still found myself dancing. (laughs) You know, not, I mean, I would dance with somebody, but I, right. I, I just, I, it was so much fun. I probably did dance by myself because um, they, they were the kind of band that really got you going. And it was a great fundraiser for uh, Center of Hope, right? And it's planned this year for October the 23rd. I think I can clear my calendar. There you go. It is such a fun event. Um, tell us some of the things that um, you need at Center of Hope. I know you help families in our county and surrounding counties. Um, and do a lot for the community. And you've recently relocated near downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, I always had trouble finding your other location. I passed the building two or three times before I finally got, oh, there it was right there. Um, so this is a nice location. It's right across the street from Mike Mefford's garage, right? That's correct. Yeah. Right across from Columbia Motor Alley. Columbia Motor Alley. Mm-hmm. That's where they have the um, Saturday morning coffees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coffees and cars. or Yeah, coffees and cars. Yeah, yeah. Fun event. Um, tell us what you um, need for your your um, nonprofit to, to make sure you can serve the needs of the county. Now, we do take um, donations from the community, um, pretty much anything that Goodwill takes, um, clothing and uh, furniture, household goods, things like that. Um, and we also take uh, personal hygiene items. So we, like, y'all were so wonderful to do the donation of hygiene items yeah. and uh, food. Basically, and, my truck was full right? when I dropped it off <laughs> numerous times. Yeah, um, that's that wonderful. Uh, we do um, hospital accompaniment, and so we take a bag with um, a clean set of clothes in it and um, hygiene items if we have to go to the hospital so that um, our clients can leave the hospital with regular clothes on and not the paper gowns or shorts that the you know the hospital gives you and that's a huge thing um, we have a lot of hotel stays right now because both of our shelters having to deal with the COVID regulations and the precautions. So both of our shelters were down to 10 rooms instead of, um, you know, so us only being able to serve 
10 people at a time in our two shelters instead of, I think normally it's like 24. So we're having to do a lot of hotel stays. And that means that when they go to the hotel, we bring them food and um, things that are easy to fix at the hotel. And those kind of um, food items are really needed right now for us. Absolutely. Um, I, I know that you guys do great things and you help people in, in, in dire need. And um, I don't think you are actually funding the whole operation. So how do you guys, how do you rely, where do you get the funds to be able to do the great things that you're doing? And uh, how can people help monetarily? That's a wonderful question. Uh, we are grant funded portionally, um, but the rest of our funding comes from our fundraisers and individual donations. And um, of course, with COVID nineteen, all of the with the pandemic, our donations have not been as big. Our mm-hmm. uh, our events haven't been as big, or. Um, we have, you know, like we didn't even have the boobash last year because of the coronavirus. That's why I missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's back this year. We've already had that big conversation, but, you know, we missed one of um, the big fundraisers of the Are year. Are you having the band, the same band again? Um, I think they're working on that right now. Uh, oh, that's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, there's been a couple of uh, names. We're going to talk another, to another nonprofit here in a little bit from uh, the Family Center, and their fundraisers are also things you don't want to miss in this community. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what they're having this year, too. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, but personal donations is wonderful. And um, we're trying to start a program with the recurring giving. And you can... Is that where I can just give $5 out of every paycheck I get all right. through the year? Right. That's so yep. easy to do. You don't miss it, folks. You, you just go over, you sign up, you're helping out, and you never miss the $5. You really don't. It comes out of your um, your bank account draft or your paycheck, and and it's so easy. Now you can go online and um, and right on our website and click on the giving and uh, choose recurring giving, and you may not miss that five dollars, but we sure do feel its presence. It is amazing. Amen to that. Yeah. I think every nonprofit that I'll have on the show today, five dollars goes a long way. It sure does. <laughs> Um, it, it makes it really a big does. difference, you know, and if, if you're if you're working and you, and you have a good job and, and, and you can afford a small portion every paycheck or every month, don't hesitate, folks. These people do so many great things in our community, um, not just for the students and the families of Murray County, but for everybody. Yeah, so true. We're we're. We have a wonderful nonprofit community here, and Center of Hope is so proud to be one of them, and uh, we are just happy to serve. Thank you, Cindy. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I'm going to ask you to stick around, and we'll do a little bit of a community conversation um, uh, after the break. I I, want to brag a little bit on the the nonprofit that I'm currently involved with. I'm actually involved with two, and one of them is going to be on the show after the break, and that is the Well Outreach. Um, they are a local food pantry, um, and Shelly Sasson will be here to, uh, to tell us about that. And also I have, um, I've been previously on the, uh, the board of directors at the family center and Dawn Taylor is here and she's going to tell us a little bit about that, but I just want to take a minute before break to plug another nonprofit that saves lives, blood assurance, blood assurance. I am the community liaison still after, um, uh, working full time at, the Big L School Bus. Well, I wish it was the Big L School Bus, but at Murray County Public Schools. And Blood Assurance is our local blood bank that um, supplies, is the sole provider of blood products to Murray Regional Hospital, Williamson Medical Center, and now branching off into Nashville, Tennessee. So they are growing by leaps and bounds in this area. And there is a shortage of blood supplies on the shelf. So if you can donate... Here's my ask to you. Please go online to bloodassurance.org and find a place, find the donate button and find a place to make a donation, schedule your donation, or you can visit our Neely's Mill location in Columbia, Tennessee, and they have a donor center there. It's 8 to 4.30 every day, and you can either call them or stop in and make an appointment, or if they're not too busy, Maybe just stop in and give some blood. 
Help save three lives for every pint you give. Well, that's my plug for my nonprofit. We are going to be back with the Family Center and the Well Outreach and Center of Hope after these words from our sponsor. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools will be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on 103.7 FM WKRM. We are here today. We had big, the Boys and Girls Club of South Central Tennessee. Thank you, Robin Pierce. She had to leave. We also have Cindy Sims with the Center of Hope. We have Don Taylor with the Family Center and Shelly Sasson with the Well Outreach. So let's go next to Don Taylor in the Family Center. Um, Don, what a great organization you're in. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Um, Don, tell us a little bit, our listening audience, a little bit about yourself. When I um, was affiliated with the, the, the Family Center on the board, um, who was the board uh, cha- or the executive director when I first hired it, or came on the board? Lolly Watson. Lolly Watson. I still see her every once in a while in the community. Yes. What a fantastic lady. Yes. So tell us a little bit about you um, and how you ended up um, taking over Miss Lolly's position at the Family Center and a little bit about what the Family Center do. Sure. Well, I started about eight years ago. I came in as the assistant director and action coach, which just was somebody who helped people that were um, found themselves with just a little little extra assistance in life. And after a few months, Lolly said, well, guess what? I'm going to retire. You're going to take over. Here you go. I kind of <laughs> so, remember that an announcement at the yeah. board meeting. And we were all like, what? I was so unprepared. Um, but that's okay. It's been a um, learning experience for the last seven years. I've been the executive director. It um, feels like just yesterday, though. Um, but the Family Center has evolved over these last seven years to just – we just try to help wherever we can. So it, whether it's food, financial assistance, we help with rent, utilities, eyeglasses, medication. Um, we have a food pantry. We have a program that helps homeless find permanent housing. We have a community garden and a thrift store called Common Threads. And we do turkeys and hams and school supplies. And Man, just a little the, bit the of everything. Just keeps going and going. <laughs> it does. Um, and, and my experience, and, and uh, I was on the board there for a short period, and I had a friend named Joe, and Joe would call me up, and he'd say, I have furniture. Where can we take it? And yeah. so I'd call Don, and I'd say, hey, my friend Joe wants to get rid of some furniture. Um, do you need some furniture? And Don's like, heck yeah. <laughs> so we would take, and it was really nice furniture. We'd take it, and, and Don would say, well, I'll tell you what, deliver it to this house. Yep. And so Joe and I would become delivery uh, men and deliver furniture from his house, to somebody in need. Yep. So, and I and I can't tell you how many times, it must have been three or four times in in a few years that Joe said, I've got something I got to donate. And he would always call me and he says, is that Family Center place still open? I said, <laughs> yes, sir, they are. He said, uh, can we donate something? Yes, sir. And Don would get the phone call. So thank you, Don, for taking all those calls and allowing no us to get all that stuff donated. Um, I've noticed over the years, since I um, used to come to the building regularly for the board meetings, the building's gotten bigger. Yeah, yes, we uh, about two years ago received a HUD grant that allowed us to help more homeless people, but also to hire three staff persons. And we didn't have the room. We were sharing a conference room with somebody was sitting in a closet. It was really pretty bad. So um, we broke down and, you know, no, nonprofits don't want to use money for anything other than our services, but it was a necessity. So we added on to our current building, which allowed us to have space for all our folks. We have a, a homeless closet now, so we take donations that we know our homeless folks are going to need so we can pots, pans, sheets. So once we get them placed, we now have a, a little box that we can give them to get started, plus a conference room, which allows us to serve more at Christmas time. We're um, about to start our lunch and learns, but we have a different name for them now, just classes about life skills. Um, so it's allowed us, well, it was supposed to allow us to help more people than COVID hit, but um, right. we're getting COVID back to it. COVID put the on a lot of things. <laughs> it sure did. Um, and so, yeah. one thing I don't think our listening audience might know is there's something that happens every year during the holidays, and you see the Santas out with the bells <laughs> every year in yes. front of Kroger's and, and any retail outlet they can get permission doing the ringing of the bells. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And that is something that you partnered with, uh, I believe it's the Salvation Army? Yes. We are actually the Murray County Salvation Army, Army unit as well. Okay. Um, so when we ring the bells, 80% of that money stays here in Murray County, and we use that to help people pay their rent or utilities, or if our food pantry falls short or anything, we can use that money to fill the shelves. I know I, I got into it pretty heavily in my previous um, job. Uh, we would uh, canvas all the three, 4,000 people that worked in General Motors mm-hmm. in Spring Hill and, and ring the bells two or three days in a row saying, you know, right after payday, of course, <laughs> got to time it just right. And we would get un- unbelievable amounts of money, especially mm-hmm. there at the beginning. Yes. We had so many people you would walk by and go, oh, that? And they'd reach deep in that little corner in the wallet and grab that $100 bill and just drop it in. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, well, thank you. That is so kind, you know, because they know that the money's needed. Mm-hmm. And especially at the holidays. Yes. And, you know, when you're in a good job, a full-time job, you you consider yourself fortunate. So helping other people is something we like to do, like with Cindy's uh, organization and, and the Boys and Girls Club and the, and the Well Outreach. Now, one thing I know you didn't mention is you do have a small food pantry, right? We, we do. I wouldn't say it's small anymore. It's not. It has no. grown, hasn't yes. it? When I first started, we served about 100 families. Now we're about 400 every month. And um, COVID, during the height of COVID, we were at 800. Um, we've slowed down a little bit, uh, which is good. Good timing, tax season, and the stimulus money came. But um, we're expected to, to get those numbers back up. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk with Shelly Sasson a little bit and here in a little bit, but um, food pantries, there are there are numerous ones in our county. We have one in Mount Pleasant. We have the Harvest um, Share Food Pantry. We have the one at um, uh, your organization, Family Center. Um, we have the Well Outreach. And there's no end to the people that need to eat. I mean, eating is, should be something that we all have the opportunity yes. to do. yes. And, you know, so kudos to all the organizations in this county that continue to make sure people aren't hungry. Right. Correct. Um, So the Family Center also has things. I'm just going off my memory of some things I remember. Um, You help out with people that don't have much money to get eyeglasses, per se. Do you still do that? We do. Yes. Once a quarter, we help 15 families or 15 individuals get a basic eye exam and a free pair of glasses. We do that. We also have medication assistance through Murray Regional Foundation. They give us money. We take applications. You, it, it's free to anybody, whether you have insurance or not. Sometimes even if you have insurance, you can't afford the co-pays. Right. So you just call, I think, once a year. You can use that assistance up to $250. So we do that as well. So I'm, I'm sitting here. She has on this fantastic shirt, sweatshirt, because <laughs> like my- it's a little cool this morning. <laughs> and it says, Bridging Those in Crisis. Yes. And their logo has always been a bridge. Yes. Um, I was always impressed with that um, from my early early days getting involved with you guys, that it was a bridge. And you don't just want to just give stuff away and give your services away. You try to mentor and coach people so they can bring their own standards up and, get, and do something to better their lives, right? Correct. And we also say we're the bridge between the people who want to give and the people who need. We have a wonderful community. It doesn't matter what we need. We just we just put a shout out that we need toilet paper, we need paper towels, we need peanut butter, and this community is just awesome and gives. And there's so many that want to give and don't always know where exactly to give to. And so a lot of times we get things, even if it's things we can't use, we'll find an a agency that can. We have, um, we actually have a bed lift in our lobby right now. So we're trying to work with Senior Center to figure out, do they have anybody that needs that? So we, just, we try to just be the bridge for everything. Sometimes that means we end up doing everything, well, as, as my list earlier. Yeah. But that's okay. That's what we're here for. I like that. The bridge. Bridging those in crisis. Mm-hmm. And I like that, that, um, that way you say it's, it's bridge from what I can give to mm-hmm. somebody that's in need. Yes. And everybody has things to give. You can, you know, we all love the financial giving as well, but, you know, clothing, um, like Cindy was saying earlier, just hygiene items. You go to a hotel, you stay, you get all those little hotel soaps. Everybody can use those, you know, so you, everyone has things to give and you, know, you just find a place take- to take them. Just about anything, as long as it's unopened, right? You don't want, you know. We will actually take open shampoo. I know that sounds a little weird, but we get it's people that it, yeah. that people who return shampoo that can't use it. So right. we just put it okay. out on our shelves. So if you need it, you're going to take it. People think, have nothing. I think so. you know, you've met my daughter Jessica. She brought <laughs> up just the yesterday, I believe. She brought up a pretty much a carload of stuff. <laughs> Um, 
people talk about doing closet cleanse on their on their clothing and their and their, well, we did a pantry cleanse, mm-hmm. and we said, well, these are foods that have been here for a while and they're coming up near expiration, you know, within months or you know maybe even six months, and so we just bagged up about five or six bags of stuff. Mm-hmm. And took them up there because we yeah. figured you know, we needed room in the pantry and there was stuff that just there that we bought for one reason or one occasion or something right. and didn't use it all. And somebody's going to need it. That's right. That's right. And if you ever clean your closet out, you just bring it to Common Threads. We take all those donations. We sell them very inexpensively and the money comes back to the family center. So, um, you know, anytime you, you clean out your closet or you have dishes you don't need, even if you're not sure if we can use them or not. Just bring them on. We have tons of volunteers that go through everything, decide what we can sell. The rest we give to the family center, just give away. I think last time um, our family had a yard sale, it was really slow. I don't know why. It was a few years ago before COVID. And we had all these kids' clothes, really nice kids' mm-hmm. clothes. To, and so we just packaged them up and dropped them off at the family center because we knew that they would be able to give them to children in need, mm-hmm. uh, students in need in our in our county. Yep. Um, so... Anytime you have anything, uh, closet cleanse or uh, pantry cleanse or anything like that, don't hesitate to take it to one of our food pantries, either the well, Harvest Share, the Family Center. Family Center is the one entity, and Cindy Sims also um, with Center of Hope will take clothing and and toiletries and stuff like that for people in need. So what you guys are doing is huge for the community. Thank you. And so much appreciated. Um, so I've been mentioning the well outreach a couple times. Shelly's sitting here just, you know, her thumb, and she's like, is he going to talk to me? Hi, <laughs> Shelly. Welcome to the, the Big Yellow School Bus. This is your second or third time on the Big Yellow School Bus, correct? Absolutely. Jack, it's so good to be here. Thank you for including us. Shelly, I want to jump right into I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but there's something really big happening on the 14th of May, and it's 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 monumental. When you look at the pictures <laughs> online, this is a outdoor live concert. Tell our, our listening audience a little bit about that, Shelley. Okay. Well, so the well normally does two fundraisers a year, and we've all had to pivot this year and try to come up with unique ways to um, gather support and um, funding for our organizations. And so uh, traditionally, we would have done a sit-down gala dinner about this time of year, um, but we couldn't do that because of COVID. Yep. So um, we were really blessed. We had done a drive-in concert back last fall with for king and country probably had about 3500 people come and raise a good amount of money for the well but most importantly it provided a night of hope for our community people were out together in a socially distant safe way um able to listen to a christian message um, a message of hope but also to be able to support the well so it comes into spring this year and we're still trying to figure out what do we do for this year and um, we were approached by the talent agency who had approached, who we had worked with for, for King and Country. And they said, we would love for you to do a drive-in concert with Casting Crowns. Um, and Casting Crowns is a Grammy award-winning uh, Christian artist group. Um, and so we had it originally scheduled for April 2nd. It was going to be a Good Friday um, Easter drive-in concert. And Mark Hall, the singer, the main singer of Casting Crowns, came down with COVID two days before. So we had to pivot again. Um, but uh, we've, we were blessed and we've been able to reschedule it for this upcoming Friday, May 14th. It's at beautiful Ripa Villa. So it's a historic um, mansion. Um, we're anticipating about 3,500 people. Once again, drive-in format. We have opened up some lawn seats, which are $25 each. Or the car seats start um, up; they start at a hundred dollars and go up to three hundred, and that includes six people. That's pretty good. Twenty five dollars to sit on the lawn and listen to a Grammy award winning band live. We're really excited. We're also going to have uh, fifteen food trucks. We'll have a balloon artist there. Um, you can doors open at five o'clock, so come in and you can tailgate, get some good food, spend some good time with your family, uh, and then the show starts at seven o'clock. And all of the funding will go to support the well outreach. I, one thing I want to do right now, and I didn't get a chance to ask Dawn about her fundraisers, so don't go away. We're, okay. we're, Dawn, you have. Um, some you have some really great fundraisers throughout your year, and there was one that I used to like where you went into the memorial building and you had to decorate the tables per whatever the theme was. Do you still do that? What we did, it was called the reverse raffle. Um, but with COVID, we, we've now gone two years with that because COVID hit 
the week, I mean, everything shut down the week before our reverse raffle, and then we didn't get to do it last year. But we are on track to do it this year, okay. which is 2022. Awesome. Uh, oh, for 2022. Yeah, 2022. Okay. yeah it's always in March. Um, but we are doing something a little different this fall. Um, we're do- it's called Joyful Bowls. It is, um, we're doing it in partnership with Mealtown Pottery. So you go and you paint a bowl. Um, they're $10. And um, then we'll have an event in October where you get to fill your bowl with chili, soup. Um, and I think there's a silent auction and there might be an art crawl. Not really sure. Not on that one. But we're trying to plan it so that whether we have COVID or not, you can either get your food to go. You might be able to pop in. Um, or just have it all outside. So we're trying to figure out how do you have a fundraiser where you have an event that doesn't get canceled because of increased COVID numbers. So uh, we're still working on it, but that's our October. And then we'll okay. do our reverse ra- raffle in March. And then hopefully by then we can all be on track and have our regular fundraiser. Are, are you going to be ringing the bells this, this uh, holiday season? Yes, we did a last holiday okay, season good, limited. Okay. We did a limited bell so, ringing. So we have the Boo Bash in October. We have, say it again, what your event's going to be called? Uh, joy, joyful Bowls. <laughs> joyful Bowls. It's new, so that's why I didn't remember. And then we have the Grammy Award winning concert coming up just like 10 days from now, or from the time of, it, it's the 14th. Uh, Friday the 14th. Absolutely. And we have one on October too. So that's why I was going to, there'll oh. be a bunch of stuff going on there. <laughs> yeah. October. What are, you, what are you doing in October? October Shelley? 2nd, we will have our 15th annual John Mayer Builders Whole Hog Festival. It's a community wide event. Um, 20 food trucks, day long music entertainment venue, huge kids area with about 25 to 30 kids booths. Um, and then a huge craft show. And it will be at Oaklawn Mansion in Spring Hill. So much fun. So many things to do this fall coming mm-hmm. up in October that are going to help our area nonprofits. Um, Boys and Girls Club didn't get a chance to tell about theirs, but they do the um, dinner every year. I'm sure that's going to be this fall. I'm not positive. But anyway, uh, we'll get that later on another uh, Big Yellow School edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. Um, Shelly, so tell us a little bit about um, the, the Well Food Pantry, the Well Outreach Food Pantry. Um, I recently joined your uh, board of directors. Um, you guys do some great things with helping our students in our district. Would you tell our listening audience a little bit about that? Absolutely. Thank you. The well was started in 2006, and it was in response to actually a local church needing food to feed their, their congregation. Um, as the organization grew, Spring Hill was about 13,000 people, and now we're about 43,000 people. We realized that our organization needed to look differently. Um, we did start off as a food piece. Pantry. Today, we would call ourselves a food organization, and we focus really on three different areas. The first one is our everyday food pantry, where guests can come shop for food uh, two times a month. They're going to leave without about about a week's worth of groceries. Uh, there's no criteria. The only thing we check is just to see which visit it is. We try to do everything in an honoring and dignifying way to offer dignity to back to people who are going through really difficult times and don't have that. So that's part of just our acknowledging. Let me, let me build on that because there was a um, large automobile strike um, in 2019, was it? And you had people that weren't, they didn't prepare for something of that magnitude and they were hungry. Yes, yes. And of course, last year during COVID too, you know, middle-class families, as well as the auto strike, the GM, um, we always say you don't know what hunger looks like. It could look like your neighbor. It could look like a person you go to church with. It can be the student in the school. And so um, we do one into that. The other two programs we do besides our everyday food pantry, last year we served about 15,000 people through our food pantry. Um, we do a jetpack weekend meal bag. Right now we serve 20 Williamson and Murray County schools. Each jetpack um, contains five meals for over the weekend for when those students go home and there's no food in their pantry. And then the last thing we do is mobile food pantries. And um, we, we usually do 12 to 13 of those a year, each of those uh, providing 20,000 pounds of food to a community in need in one day. Fathom that, 20,000 pounds of food being given away in a single day, correct? There are numerous incidents across this county where um, – Food trucks, semi-loads full of food are brought in and given away to the community. 
Um, like you said, there's no end to what hunger looks like. Mm, for sure. Um, you know, somebody that's had it great for so long, had a good career, um, something happens and they get maybe on a temporary layoff, but the temporary layoff lasts too long, COVID, um, automobile industry, et cetera. You wouldn't think that these people would need our help, but they often do. So thank you to all three ladies are sitting here nodding their head. Yes, that's true. That's true. That's very true. Um, yeah, we are the Big Yellow School Bus here with the Family Center, um, the Well Outreach, and Cindy Sims with the Center of Hope. Thank you, ladies. We're going to take a break. We're going to end our show after this break, and we're going to do a shout-out after the break. So keep that in mind, and we'll be back with a word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back. You're listening to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show on 103.7 FM WKRM. We are here with Center of Hope, Cindy Sims, Shelly Sasson with the Well Outreach, and Don Taylor with the Family Center. Ladies, I was so impressed during the break to learn what you guys were doing. I seen some reading of texts going back and forth. Cindy, tell me what happened during the lot, during the recording of the show that um, it's kind of this network. And, and Shelly, you told me also how you network. And so, Cindy, share what happened. And you don't have to give exact details, but tell us what happened just sitting here in this room. Well, we have an amazing community. And like I said, and we have uh, lots of people that donate to Center of Hope. We had gotten a message about some um, products that we couldn't use right now at Center of Hope. And Dawn had mentioned how important it was to her. And I re- just relayed the message. So that community person will uh, donate those items to Family Center that, you know, something that they need. That is so cool. We're just sitting here and just talking to each other and using our, our network right in the room. And set, Center of Hope was able to set up a donation for the Family Center. I believe it was toiletries or something yes. um, that are in desperate need. So kudos. That was great. I, I Just to hear that. And then also during the break, Shelly, what were you telling me about you do with the food pantry? Well, we never try to say no to anyone. If someone wants to support our organization and feed hungry people, you know, they might be bringing you in 15 pallets of jalapenos, and you really can't use 15 pallets of jalapenos. But guess what? There's other organizations like the Family Center, like Harvest Share, like GraceWorks. And so looking at problems as opportunities and sharing with our sister food pantries is what it's all about. We're all in the business of feeding the hungry. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's great that you guys, I think you and Cindy met today for the first time, mm-hmm. Shelley. Um, but um, Cindy and Don, you guys have known each other for a while and networked right. and helped each other back and forth on all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. We Well, if we have any client that mentions domestic violence or just not feeling safe in her home or anything, the first place we send them to is Cindy and her folks. And and I think that's the great thing about our community is there's there's not a population that's not covered. We have we have an agency that works specifically with the home or with homeless. We have the senior center. We have um, Columbia Cares. We have lots of agencies. So you know, although we will help them with whatever we can, we know that Cindy can help them um, more directly and with more services. And same thing with the well. If we have folks that are in Spring Hill and they can't get down here, well, well, the, you know, the well's right there, right in downtown. You can't pass it. You can't miss it. And so it's just great that we know each other and we can support each other. And when one of us has an overabundance of something, can share it with the other. And, um, you know, we all we all compete for some things. We, we all compete for donors and, and times for fundraisers and dates for the memorial building and things like that. But... <laughs> I think overall, we all just have a heart to serve Murray County in whatever way we can. And and so we and we do. And it's great to have a partnership with everybody. I think sure. I see three executive directors that were able to come on the show today and they have servants' hearts. They do things beyond and above above and beyond in our community to make sure those who need assistance, who need help are are are, are taken care of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ladies, it's so important. Um, and just just to mention to our listening audience, 
I don't have enough room to have every great organization in here at the same time. So we may feature other nonprofit organizations that help out students and families in our county on the Big Yellow School Bus. Um, the, the services you guys provide are are so important. Um, you know, every community, I don't care if it's Murray County, Williamson County, Davidson County, I just went north um, and, and even south. There is a need for assistance and help. There's hungry people. There's people that need the services of a place like Center of Hope. Um, real quick, um, I know we're on the radio, so it's hard to sometimes give phone numbers and web addresses, but I still like to share them for the people maybe listening from home or something. So, Cindy, tell us how to contact the Center of Hope. Um, you can find us on the uh, website at centerofhopetn.org, and that's going to get our Facebook, our webpage, our Instagram. It's going to get everything. Or you can call our office number. It's 931-840-0916. Thank you, Cindy. And Ms. Shelley Sasson, the Well Outreach, could you tell us how easy it is to get a hold of you? Well, something unique about the well is that we're open during the day, during the evening, and on weekends. And so we're open Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday day from 10 to 2 and 6 to 8 at night. So people can come to us um, if they're working during the day and get food at night. We're also open on Saturdays from 10 to 2. Um, The best way to reach us or to find out more information about the well is to go to springhillwell.org. Springhillwell.org. And it's interesting that you said um, that you have expanded hours in the evenings and weekends because... Just because you have a job doesn't mean that you have everything you need to be able to feed everybody in your family. Absolutely. So, you know, we have a lot of jobs that pay, you know, just enough to get by. Um, you know, you got to pay for your rent. You got to pay for utilities. Um, if you have a car, you got to pay for maintenance and, and, and things to keep your car running. So it's important to note that these services are available also in the evenings at the Well Outreach for people that need them. And... Don, tell us a little bit about the Family Center and how do we get a hold of you? Well, again, you can go to the our website, which is just familycenter.org, but the easiest way is just call us at 931-388-3840. They always answer. I've never called there and not got an answer. Um, I don't know how they do that because they have lines out the door. Hold on just a second. Hello, the Family Center. Um, give us that number one more time. 931-388-3840. That's for the Family Center. Mm-hmm. Cindy, give us your number one more time. Well, our business office number is 931-840-0916. But if you need us, our hotline is available 24 hours. Okay, what's your hotline? Um, It is 1-888. Hold on a minute. Hang on, I got your website pulled up. (laughs) 3848. Oh, goodness, I'll forget that one. Hang on just a second. I got it right here. It is 24-hour hotline. Actually, you have a 931-381-8580. That's 8580. So they have a 24-hour hotline at Center of Hope, 931. The the page keeps changing on me. 931-381-8580. Yeah, and we also have an 855 number. Yeah, I see that on here now. 855-465-4652. All right. And you will get an answer 24 hours a day. I promise you on that one. Excellent. (laughs) And Shelly, one more time, what's your website address? At springhillwell.org or our phone number. I had to think about it, too. No, we're 615-302-9355. Yeah, we don't often call ourselves. No. (laughs) So if somebody asked me my cell phone number, I was like, hold on, I have to look it up in my phone. I know it's in here somewhere Uh, because you don't call yourself. A lot. So thank you, ladies, for getting that contact information. So now is my transition on the Big Yellow School Bus to let's do some call-outs um, or shout-outs. Shout-outs can be personal. They can be um, groups. They can be anything you want. So we're going to go around the room. We're going to start with you, Miss Cindy. Um, can you give us a shout-out to somebody or something important? Oh, well, um, you told me I could just do one because I was going to shout out to you for having us here today. So important. Spread well, the message. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And um, we just we need more of this, more outreach, more people knowing who we are and where we are. So thank you, Jack, for having us today. Oh, man, that's that's a that's an awesome shout out. I really like that one. Oh, uh, <laughs> Shelly. How do I follow that? Uh, I mean, <laughs> you've got great shout outs. You have so many people you rely on, I'm sure. The biggest shout-out I want to do is to the teachers, all of our teachers. Um, The school year is getting ready to end. It's been a crazy year, crazy, crazy. Um, They've had to really pivot. They've had to spend 
extra time teaching our students, um, all of the teachers and social workers and administrators of our schools. Um, we support both Williamson and Murray County and who have helped us with our Jetpack weekend meal bag so we could give food to students over the weekend. And one other quick shout out. We had a little boy come in uh, this week. He was six years old, gave us his bag of pennies. It's $11.41. And he had taken his birthday money he received and donated it to the well. And his name was Micah. Oh. Micah, you got some great parents, I can tell you right now. That is pretty good. That's pretty amazing. Miss um, Dunn. Okay, well, my shout-out is to the resource folks at the Murray County Schools. Um, I only know one person's name. I feel really bad. That's okay. Go ahead. And Alice, shout them. Alice Johns is the one at EA Cox, EA but there's Cox, several yep. of them, and they are the ones who call us constantly saying, hey, I've got somebody, I have a child who needs shoes, they need a belt. Um, they need food, and I just I love the connection that we have with them, and that they feel comfortable calling us and asking us for things, and that we can usually um, help them out. So, um, Alice Johns and her cohorts. Yeah, that's a great group. I work across the hall from Yvette Carter, who's the supervisor of all those folks, and she brags on them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been on the show a couple times and and did um, some bragging on them personally. Um, we try to get them on the show, and they tend to have this schedule that's very fluid, and so it's not always able to schedule and get them on the show because they may have something coming at them. So they really need to be available, and they need to be in the schools. Mm-hmm. So um, we may actually do like a Zoom um, one day with mm. get a bunch of the counselors on there and just say, hey, tell us a little bit about what you're doing. And, and if you have to leave, we understand. Mm-hmm because they have an important job to do. So that's a great shout-out. My shout-out will be to every person and entity and business and corporation in this county who has stepped up and helped the nonprofits in this county. They can't do it by themselves, folks. They get some grants, but they still rely on our assistance and our help. And they rely on the community to step it up and make a difference to help them make a difference. So that's my shout-out. Coach Lyle, I, I see you over there with the mic in your hand. What you yeah, I've been, I've been sitting here patiently and, 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 and listening to these ladies and stuff like that. And the shout-out you know, needs to go to uh, you know, our previous guest and to these three ladies. Uh, this stuff doesn't happen without you stepping up. And coming in to see us, you know, you, you thank Jack. Well, we thank you for taking mm-hmm. your time to come and talk to us, talk, you know, get on the airwaves, uh, get in front of people, organize all these events. Uh, you know, they're great events. They don't happen by themselves. And, you know, I, one, of my, one of my common things is every ship needs a captain. We've got three great captains right here, and they got three great ships that they're running. So uh, shout out to them. Shout out to all the people that helped support their work and, and stuff like that. And uh, folks, dig deep and uh, help them out. Dig deep and donate. Thank you, Coach. That Thank was you. an excellent shout-out. And we have so many great nonprofits that couldn't make it into the show today because we are limited on space. We'll, have, we'll invite more to come in and share what they're doing and how you can help them. Uh, so that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. Thank you, Robin. I know you're not here, but you're, you're going to listen to the show. We really appreciate what you're doing and how you are um, so instrumental in helping those in need and students and families in Murray County. That's it for the Big Yellow School Bus. Thank you very much for joining, and we will talk to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus every Saturday morning at 9 a.m., Sundays at 7 p.m., and Mondays at 4 p.m. to hear more about what's going on at Murray County Public Schools right here on WKRM, 103.7 FM and 1340 AM.